You've tuned into Omega Church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more, Closer to end of 2023, and we are crossing crossing over into year 2024. Many months ago, the Lord showed me about 2024, and I've been praying ever since, God, give me more details, show me more, but I haven't heard uh, much about it. But the vision originally I got was, I saw in a vision while praying, a lot of people were running for shelter, it was like a cave. Everybody's face was filled with fear. And I looked into their faces. I said, why are they afraid? Why are they afraid? And I asked the Lord, Lord, what is happening? Please show me. Or when is it going to happen? And then I see an old man walk in front of me. He picked up a piece of cardboard from the ground. And he was showing it to me. It was blank. But as I was looking at the cardboard, I saw letters appear on it. The numbers appear on it. Two, zero, two. So 2024 is going to be a year when there's going to be fear in the hearts of people all over the world. It will be something much deeper, much more terrifying than COVID. I do not know what it is, but I sometimes feel it could be a nuclear explosion. It could be. Because what more can happen worse than COVID? Worse than the situation that's already in the world. So many things, bad things are happening. You got a war between Russia and uh, Ukraine. And you got this war going on between Israel and Hamas. And then you got this guy, uh, North Korea, he's getting ready for war against the United States. And you got so many things going on. And India is becoming a superpower. China is uh, plunging in its uh, financial strength. And it, it wants to I mean, vie for the top post, uh, top spot in the world. Uh, to dominate the politics. So many things are happening. But I tell you, how then should we live this year 2024 and beyond in these end times? How should we live? So this has been my prayer item, and I've been praying, seeking the Lord. God, show me. God, show me. God, show me. And then the devil doesn't want me to hear. You know, what does he do? He makes a small situation, creates a situation in the house. I'm trying to open the door, and Joseph is trying to open the door from the other side. And he bangs. He, he opens the door with much force. I was trying to avoid that force on my hand. And it gave a jerk in my shoulder. And it is bruised. So since two days, I got pain. Two, two day, about 48 hours ago, I was not able to hang my hand or even move my hand. You, you see now? I praise God for this healing. So <clears throat> God is good. But the thing that I want to say here is, what God wants to tell, he will tell. Devil cannot stop it. So this morning I woke up with a vision. I see Psalm 100. Everybody say Psalm 100. And I I hear that booze companies are going to do well in year 2024. All companies producing alcohol, beer, they are going to do well. And when they hit the stock market, they are going to be oversubscribed. I said, how do I understand this revelation? What does it mean? 
people will pursue pleasure more than anything else in year 2024. What are they going to pursue? Pleasure. They want to satisfy themselves. They want to become more happier. They don't want to worry about the war in Russia. They don't want to worry about the war that is happening in Israel. They don't want to worry about anything. They will pursue pleasure on an individual level. But God says, Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is the answer. I said, wow, how can Psalm 100 talk about how should we live in the year 2024? So I started studying the word. I only have little time. Since morning I woke up, I've been studying Psalm 100. So we do not have much time. So I will briefly tell what is Psalm 100. The seven things that are talked about in Psalm 100 that every Christian should do. How many things? Let's go through, go, go through them very quickly. Number one, shout for joy to the Lord. Everybody say shout for joy. That's the number one. Second, worship the Lord with gladness. I tell you, when we sing, there's so much of silence, so much of lack of energy in your singing. Why? Do you know a God who is, controls the whole universe? Do you know a God who put stars in its place and makes them happen? If you know this God, there has to be a greater way of singing. There has to be a greater way of connecting, the greater way of worshiping God. So worship the Lord with gladness. Third one, come before him with joyful songs. Everybody say, come before him with joyful songs. When I look up the same words in Septuagint, it says, enter into his presence with joyful songs. So I looked up the word enter in the Septuagint, that is in the Greek. The Greek word says, whatever, I mean, I wrote it, but I can't read it now. The light is not enough. Septuagint. So SL means what? I just put it into the Google Translator. It said, it said, it means you are logged in. Everybody say you are logged in. What is logged in? When you, when you want to use your computer, when you want to use your computer, you want to log into your email, you have to log in. You want to use your email, you have to log in. You want to do something in your bank, online banking, you have to log in. But here, the word says, you are logged in with God when you come with joyful singing. Is there a key here for you to enjoy 2024? How, should you, how can you enjoy 2024? You need to be logged in with God. Say to your neighbor, get logged in with God. That's the way to enjoy God. You log into God. How do you log in? Is there a password, username? Yes, your username is known to God in heaven. You don't need to use your, you get a username. But the password is joyful singing. When you sing with joy, when you're alone in the house, past midnight, Jump and joy, dance, sing. Oh my God, I can't control myself. We are so worthy of my worship. You are, you are worthy of my love. My, oh, you are worthy of my obedience. You sing and dance before God. Heaven will open for you. I decree an open heaven for 2024, each one of you, in the name of Jesus. 
I decree an open heaven. An experience of being logged in with God in year 2024. Next one, fourth. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. You should not have any, any doubt in your heart. Even one person doubt you have, Jesus is God, is not going to work for you. Elijah, when he confronted the Israelites on Mount Carmel, he said, decide today whether the Lord is God or Baal is your God. You got to decide. I tell you, that is not over. That Mount Carmel experience is not over. Every Christian has to decide every day. When you don't feel like reading Bible, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like witnessing, you don't feel like singing, you don't feel like worshiping, you need to know that this God is your God. And that will open year 2024 to you. Know that the Lord is God. And then it says in verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Everybody say enter. So how do you enter? The same word enter is used in verse 2 as well. Come before him. That come before him in translations, it says enter before him. So what is this enter? Enter is enter his presence. How do you enter his presence? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. The word thanksgiving is the English translation. But in the Septuagint, it says acknowledgement. Say acknowledgement. What is acknowledgement? Acknowledgement is when your heart and your mouth say the same thing, that is acknowledgement. Your heart and your mouth say the same thing, that's acknowledgement. You say God is good with your mouth. What about your heart? You say God is holy with your mouth. What about your heart? When your heart and your mouth agree, that is acknowledgement. That is acknowledgement. Enter his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with acknowledgement. Let what your mouth says agree with what your heart believes. Let your heart believe what your mouth says. And that is the way to enjoy God. Hallelujah. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Next thing. Next thing is his courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. You have to have praise on your mouth. I tell you, this word has impacted me so much. For years I have said in prayer, I give thanks and enter into your presence. And enter the courts with praise. I have praise you. I tell you, let these words be inscribed upon your mind, upon your spirit, upon your heart. Never take it, never forget these words because that is the way to enter God and be heard by God. You want to be heard by God? Enter there with thanksgiving. Enter there with praise. And these two are the keys. And now I have, how many things I've talked about? Seven things? Seven commandments, or rather seven commands. Number one, shout for joy. Number two, worship the Lord. Number three, enter before him with joyful songs. Number four, know the Lord is God. Number five, enter his gifts with thanksgiving and, and his course with praise. And give thanks to him and praise his name. Seventh one, give thanks and praise his name. Why do we have to do this? 
This is the mark of one who knows God. These seven things are mark of every Christian who knows God. I tell you the words that are used here are the terminology that are used by the Israelites when they go to the temple of God. When they go to the tabernacle, not the tabernacle, the temple of God later on. Initially it was tabernacle, then the temple. This is the way you approach. This is the way you approach a king. Jesus is the king. You cannot enter there without thanksgiving. You cannot enter there without praise. You cannot go there without faith. You cannot go to him without um, uh, <coughs> shouting with joy. You cannot worship him and still say, oh, I'm coming to you. Oh, Jesus, good morning. Hi, how are you? No, it's not going to work that way. You need to acknowledge the acknowledgement that you are entering into the presence of the king of kings, the lord of lords, and that is the way you are going to enjoy the presence of God. All the seven things, why do we need? Ask your neighbor, why do we need these seven things? These seven things are practice run for you to enter into Revelation chapter 5 and Revelation chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 15. What did I say? This is a practice run for you to enter heaven as you read in Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 7, Revelation chapter 15. I'll briefly tell you that and close it. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. How can you say these things in heaven if you don't practice it here in, according to Psalm 100? Psalm 100 is a practice run for you to enjoy heaven. To experience the glory of God, to stay in the glory, to enjoy the glory and the power and the freedom and life. That is how you enjoy it. Chapter 7, chapter 7, verse 12. I'll read from 11. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Will you be there around the throne of God? Will you be saying these things before the throne of God? If you don't live Psalm 100 here, how can you do Revelation 7 in your life, in future. What you do now, how you live now, is how you prepare yourself for the future. In 15, wonderful, wonderful words. And sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and song of the Lamb. Verse 3 onwards in chapter 15. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. For nations will come and worship before you. For your righteousness, righteous acts have been revealed. How can you engage with a God like this without leaving out Psalm 100? So that is how you do it. That is how you do it. And I tell you what, 
Psalm 100 is not spoken to anybody. It is not spoken to only Jewish people. How many of you think it is spoken only for Jewish people? No, it's not for Jewish people. It's for you and me. Read verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. All the earth. And that, in other translation says, all the nations. All the nations. God's heart is nations. God's heart is everybody, not just Jewish people. And you and I are, have entered into it, but that Israel has not entered into it yet. But I tell you, take one minute of your time before you hit the bed and bless that nation and say, Lord, let the revelation come to them. Let their eyes be open to see you. Let their ears be open to acknowledge you. Let them bow their knee to you, my Lord Jesus. Acknowledge as King of kings, Lord of lords. Receive them as son of the living God. And I tell you, what you're looking for, what you're praying for, what you're longing for will be accelerated. When you bless that nation, you are going to bless yourself. When you bless that nation, you're going to bless yourself. So now, I can say more, but I will stop there. But one point I want to say is, these seven things are surrounded two important pronouncements. Verse number three, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I tell you that intimacy of a sheep and a shepherd is indescribable. It's indescribable. When the shepherd lays down his life to protect the sheep, what a price he's paying for it. When the sheep is held in the arms of the shepherd, what a comfort, what a protection that sheep is enjoying. I tell you, you and I have this privilege of experiencing this shepherd, Jesus Christ. And unless you know him intimately, unless he carries you in his arms, unless you experience his love, unless you feel his hand upon your head, upon your back, upon you, saying, don't worry, everything is in control. I am the one who's protecting you. I am the one who's feeding you. I am the one who's guiding you. I tell you, there's nothing more you need to hear than those words from Jesus. Not this uncertain world, what it cannot give you, this Jesus will give you. And Psalm 100 will become a daily experience for you and lead you into 24, irrespective of what happens. Whether it's a nuclear explosion, no nuclear explosion. More wars, more things happen. There's no food available in the supermarket. There are no clothes to wear. There's no job to go. Whatever is going to happen, what you need is Jesus. And that will change your perspective to live your life. Secondly, the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. When you read in the Septuagint, it says generation to generation. Generation to generation. And when God appears to Moses, he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not just God of Abraham, full stop, period. Nothing more. No, that God of Abraham is God of Jacob, and Isaac. And that God of Isaac is God of Jacob. If he is your God, he is God of your children and your grandchildren and generation to generation. He is God. And you need to trust in this God. These are the two key aspects of enjoying and walking irrespective of what happens in the external world. You just need to know this God and surrender to him and everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. And the word, the Lord is good. The word good 
English has only one word good, but it has kindness mixed in it, which Hebrew can say, but English cannot say. So what happens? When you read one version, it says God is good, another one says God is kind. Why? They had to choose between these two. But in Hebrew, one word, hesed, means he's good, he's kind. He's good and he's kind. Our words will lack, will not be able to tell what God is going to do. But he is faithful from generation to generation. Have you experienced that faithfulness of God? It will not leave you in 2024. It will not leave you in 2025. It will not leave you any year until the appearing of our Lord Jesus in the sky to receive his own for whom he died. That kindness, that goodness will not stop. Hallelujah. You've tuned into Omega Church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and his word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal himself to you in a new way today. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more. Closer to end of 2023, and we are crossing over into year 2024. Many months ago, the Lord showed me about 2024. And I've been praying ever since, God, give me more details, show me more. But I haven't heard uh, much about it. But the vision originally I got was, I saw in a vision while praying, a lot of people were running for shelter. It was like a cave. Everybody's face was filled with fear. And I looked into their faces. I said, why are they afraid? Why are they afraid? And I asked the Lord, Lord, what is happening? Please show me. Uh, when is it going to happen? And then I see an old man walk in front of me. He picked up a piece of cardboard from the ground. And he was showing it to me. It was blank. But as I was looking at the cardboard, I saw letters appear on it. The numbers appear on it. 2024. So 2024 is going to be a year when there's going to be fear in the hearts of people all over the world. It will be something much deeper, much t more terrifying than COVID. I do not know what it is, but I sometimes feel it could be a nuclear explosion. It could be, because what more can happen worse than COVID, worse than the situation that's already in the world. So many things, bad things are happening. You got a war between Russia and uh, Ukraine, and you got this war going on between Israel and Hamas, and then you got this guy, uh, North Korea, he's getting ready for war against the United States, and you got so many things going on, and India is becoming a superpower. China is uh, plunging in its uh, financial strength, and it, it wants to, I mean, why for the top post, uh, top spot in the world uh, to dominate the politics. So many things are happening, but I tell you, how then should we live this year 2024 and beyond in these end times? How should we live? So this has been my prayer item, and I've been praying, seeking the Lord. God, show me. God, show me. God, show me. And then the devil doesn't want me to hear. You know, what does he do? He makes a small situation, create, creates a situation in the house. I'm trying to open the door, and Joseph is trying to open the door from the other side. And he bangs. He, he opens the door with much force. 
I was trying to avoid that force on my hand, and it gave a jerk in my shoulder, and it is bruised. So since two days, I got pain. Two, two day, about 48 hours ago, I was not able to hang my hand or even move my hand. You, you see now? I praise God for this healing. So, <clears throat> God is good. But the th thing that I want to say here is, what God wants to tell, he will tell. Devil cannot stop it. So this morning I woke up with a vision. I see Psalm 100. Everybody say Psalm 100. And I, I hear that booze companies are going to do well in year 2024. All companies producing alcohol, beer, they are going to do well. And when they hit the stock market, they are going to be oversubscribed. I said, how do I understand this revelation? What does it mean? People will pursue pleasure more than anything else in year 2024. What are they going to pursue? Pleasure. They want to satisfy themselves. They want to become more happier. They don't want to worry about the war in Russia. They don't want to worry about the war that is happening in Israel. They don't want to worry about anything. They will pursue pleasure on an individual level. But God says, Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is the answer. I said, wow, how can Psalm 100 talk about how should we live in the year 2024? So I started studying the word. I only have little time. Since morning I woke up, I've been studying Psalm 100. So we do not have much time. So I will briefly tell what is Psalm 100. The seven things that are talked about in Psalm 100 that every Christian should do. How many things? Let's go through, go, go through them very quickly. Number one, shout for joy to the Lord. Everybody say shout for joy. That's the number one. Second, worship the Lord with gladness. I tell you, when we sing, there's so much of silence, so much of lack of energy in your singing. Why? Do you know a God who is, controls the whole universe? Do you know a God who put stars in its place and makes them happen? If you know this God, there has to be a greater way of singing. There has to be a greater way of connecting, the greater way of worshiping God. So worship the Lord with gladness. Third one, come before him with joyful songs. Everybody say, come before him with joyful songs. When I look up the same words in Septuagint, it says, enter into his presence with joyful songs. So I looked up the word enter in the Septuagint, that is in the Greek. The Greek word says, whatever, I mean, I wrote it, but I can't read it now. The light is not enough. Septuagint. So SL3 means what? I just put it into the Google Translator. It said, it said, it means you are logged in. Everybody say you are logged in. What is logged in? When you, when you want to use your computer, when you want to use your computer, you want to log into your email, you have to log in. You want to use your email, you have to log in. You want to do something in your bank, online banking, you have to log in. But here, the word says, you are logged in with God. 
when you come with joyful singing. Is there a key here for you to enjoy 2024? How, should you, how can you enjoy 2024? You need to be logged in with God. Say to your neighbor, get logged in with God. That's the way to enjoy God. You log into God. How do you log in? Is there a password, username? Yes, your username is known to God in heaven. You don't need to use your, you get a username. But the password is joyful singing. When you sing with joy, when you're alone in the house, past midnight, jump and joy, dance, sing. Oh my God, I can't control myself. We are so worthy of my worship. You are you're worthy of my love. My worthy of, you're worthy of my obedience. You sing and dance before God. Heaven will open for you. I decree an open heaven for 2024, each one of you, in the name of Jesus. I decree an open heaven. An experience of being logged in with God in year 2024. Next one, fourth. Know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. You should not have any, any doubt in your heart. Even one person doubt you have, Jesus is God, is not going to work for you. Elijah, when he confronted the Israelites on Mount Carmel, he said, decide today whether the Lord is God or Baal is your God. You got to decide. I tell you, that is not over. That Mount Carmel experience is not over. Every Christian has to decide every day. When you don't feel like reading Bible, you don't feel like praying, you don't feel like witnessing, you don't feel like singing, you don't feel like worshiping, you need to know that this God is your God. And that will open year 2024 to you. Know that the Lord is God. And then it says in verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Everybody say enter. So how do you enter? The same word enter is used in verse 2 as well. Come before him. That come before him in translations, it says enter before him. So what is this enter? Enter is enter his presence. How do you enter his presence? With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. The word thanksgiving is the English translation. But in the Septuagint, it says acknowledgement. Say acknowledgement. What is acknowledgement? Acknowledgement is when your heart and your mouth say the same thing, that is acknowledgement. Your heart and your mouth say the same thing, that's acknowledgement. You say God is good with your mouth. What about your heart? You say God is holy with your mouth. What about your heart? When your heart and your mouth agree, that is acknowledgement. That is acknowledgement. Enter his gate with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with acknowledgement. Let what your mouth says agree with what your heart believes. Let your heart believe what your mouth says. And that is the way to enjoy God. Hallelujah. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Next thing. Next thing is his courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. You have to have praise on your mouth. I tell you, this word has impacted me so much. For years I have said in prayer, 
I give thanks and enter into your presence. And enter the course with praise. I praise you. I tell you, let these words be inscribed upon your mind, upon your spirit, upon your heart. Never take it, never forget these words because that is the way to enter God and be heard by God. You want to be heard by God? Enter there with thanksgiving. Enter there with praise. And these two are the keys. And now I have, how many things I've talked about? Seven things? Seven commandments, or rather seven commands. Number one, shout for joy. Number two, worship the Lord. Number three, enter before him with joyful songs. Number four, know the Lord is God. Number five, enter his gifts with thanksgiving and, and his course with praise. And give thanks to him and praise his name. Seventh one, give thanks and praise his name. Why do we have to do this? This is the mark of one who knows God. These seven things are mark of every Christian who knows God. I tell you the words that are used here are the terminology that are used by the Israelites when they go to the temple of God. When they go to the tabernacle, not the tabernacle, the temple of God later on. Initially it was tabernacle, then the temple. This is the way you approach. This is the way you approach a king. Jesus is the king. You cannot enter there without thanksgiving. You cannot enter there without praise. You cannot go there without faith. You cannot go to him without um, uh, <clears throat> shouting with joy. You cannot worship him and still say, oh, I'm coming to you. Oh, Jesus, good morning. Hi, how are you? No, it's not going to work that way. You need to acknowledge the acknowledgement that you are entering into the presence of the king of kings, the lord of lords, and that is the way you are going to enjoy the presence of God. All the seven things, why do we need? Ask your neighbor, why do we need these seven things? These seven things are practice run for you to enter into Revelation chapter 5 and Revelation chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 15. What did I say? This is a practice run for you to enter heaven as you read in Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 7, Revelation chapter 15. I'll briefly tell you that and close it. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. In a loud voice they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. How can you say these things in heaven if you don't practice it here in according to Psalm 100? Psalm 100 is a practice run for you to enjoy heaven, to experience the glory of God, to stay in the glory, to enjoy the glory and the power and the freedom and life. That is how you enjoy it. Chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 12. I'll read from 11. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Will you be there around the throne of God? 
Will you be saying these things before the throne of God? If you don't live Psalm 100 here, how can you do Revelation 7 in your life in future? What you do now, how you live now, is how you prepare yourself for the future. In 15, wonderful, wonderful words. And sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and song of the Lamb. Verse 3 onwards in chapter 15. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. For nations will come and worship before you. For your righteousness, righteous acts have been revealed. How can you engage with a God like this without leaving out Psalm 100? So that is how you do it. That is how you do it. And I tell you what, Psalm 100 is not spoken to anybody. It is not spoken to only Jewish people. How many of you think it is spoken only for Jewish people? No, it's not for Jewish people. It's for you and me. Read verse 1. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. All the earth. And that, in other translation says, all the nations. All the nations. God's heart is nations. God's heart is everybody, not just Jewish people. And you and I are, have entered into it, but that Israel has not entered into it yet. But I tell you, take one minute of your time before you hit the bed and bless that nation and say, Lord, let the revelation come to them. Let their eyes be open to see you. Let their ears be open to acknowledge you. Let them bow their knee to you, my Lord Jesus. Acknowledge us, King of kings, Lord of lords. Receive them as son of the living God. And I tell you, what you're looking for, what you're praying for, what you're longing for will be accelerated. When you bless that nation, you are going to bless yourself. When you bless that nation, you are going to bless yourself. So now, I can say more, but I will stop there. But one point I want to say is, these seven things are surrounded two important pronouncements. Verse number three. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I tell you that intimacy of a sheep and a shepherd is indescribable. It's indescribable. When the shepherd lays down his life to protect the sheep, what a price he's paying for it. When the sheep is held in the arms of the shepherd, what a comfort, what a protection that sheep is enjoying. I tell you, you and I have this privilege of experiencing this shepherd, Jesus Christ. And unless you know him intimately, unless he carries you in his arms, unless you experience his love, unless you feel his hand upon your head, upon your back, upon you, saying, don't worry, everything is in control. I am the one who's protecting you. I am the one who's feeding you. I am the one who's guiding you. I tell you, there's nothing more you need to hear than those words from Jesus. Not this uncertain world, what it cannot give you, this Jesus will give you. And Psalm 100 will become a daily experience for you and lead you into 24, irrespective of what happens. Whether it's a nuclear explosion, no nuclear explosion. More wars, more things happen. There's no food available in the supermarket. There are no clothes to wear. There's no job to go. Whatever is going to happen, what you need is Jesus. And that will change your perspective to live your life. Secondly, the Lord is good 
and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. When you read in the Septuagint, it says generation to generation. Generation to generation. And when God appears to Moses, he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not just God of Abraham, full stop, period. Nothing more. No, that God of Abraham is God of Jacob, and that, um, Isaac. And that God of Isaac is God of Jacob. If he is your God, he is God of your children and your grandchildren and generation to generation. He is God. And you need to trust in this God. These are the two key aspects of enjoying and walking irrespective of what happens in the external world. You just need to know this God and surrender to him and everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. And the word, the Lord is good. The word good, English has only one word good, but it has kindness mixed in it, which Hebrew can say, but English cannot say. So what happens? When you read one version, it says God is good, another one says God is kind. Why? They had to choose between these two. But in Hebrew, one word, hesed, means he's good, he's kind. Is good and is kind. Our words will lack. We'll not be able to tell what God is going to do. But he is faithful from generation to generation. Have you experienced that faithfulness of God? It will not leave you in 2024. It will not leave you in 2025. It will not leave you any year until the appearing of our Lord Jesus in the sky to receive his own for whom he died. That kindness, that goodness will not stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are past 12 o'clock now. So let's have communion and enter into the new year. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more, 